You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Awesome. Really enjoying the off week. Uh, you would think I would hate the off week because I love watching Alabama play football more than anything in the world. But, uh, boy, after eight weeks of the stress, it this team a little more stressful? And it's not like we're winning the game 17-14. I'm just saying it's a, little, it's a little more stressful this year. I guess, I guess it's the fact that they're sort of mistake-prone. Yeah, and the, the further away I get from this Tennessee game, the happier I am with the overall performance. And, and that may sound weird, and I understand, but I was listening to uh, another sports show based out of Auburn recently, and they were saying, yeah, Tennessee gave Alabama all they could handle. They really exposed that secondary. And I was thinking, okay, there was one bust, and there was one play that they were actually moving really fast, and our guy looked to the sideline, and – you could make the argument that their receiver got a bit of a head start. I mean, I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying. And um, so those were essentially two plays, and they wouldn't have scored on the aforementioned bust if we hadn't roughed the punter. (laughs) So I don't feel like it was uh, as horrid of a performance as some people have made it out to be. And I, I think the truth is in the middle. The, the people who look at the final score and say, well, Alabama won by 28 and covered a 25-point spread, uh, they dominated. Well, that's not really true. And the people who say, well, it was a seven-point game going into the fourth and Tennessee was just giving them everything they could handle, that's also kind of not true. So I, I feel like um, it's pretty typical of a very talented team that's incredibly young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. We are really young. I, I, I mean to count this up, and, and I will today and report back tomorrow on the show, but, you know, there's 87 scholarship players on the team because we have two super seniors and Chris Owens and Brian Robinson. But, but of the other 85, because of last year being a COVID year, so, so really, I know this sounds crazy, but eligibility-wise, like, like a Bryce Young, he's a true freshman all over again this year because last year's didn't count. But when you look at it that way in terms of how much eligibility the players have left, we have over 50 freshmen, over 50. That leaves only 35 other guys. So we have 35 total guys or less, a little less actually, that are third-year, fourth-year, or fifth-year guys. That's it. And that's not a lot when you think about it. No, you're right. Um and we'll talk about some of the underclassmen here as the podcast progresses. But, uh, Jimmy, one thing we always like to do is talk about Alabama and the NFL on Wednesdays. Before we do that in the next two segments, uh, I do want to mention that the Alabama-LSU game will either be at 11 o'clock, 2.30, or 6 o'clock, unless it's not at one of those times. I really do hate the way that they announce those times. Right. Because let's also call a spade a spade here that they said one of the other games CBS is looking at is Missouri at Georgia. And, you know, honest to God, I'd rather watch, um, you know, a junior high soccer match uh, in Illinois than watch Missouri and Georgia. 
I mean, for the love of God, why would they want to show that on CBS? And why would they want to put it on ESPN? Why don't they just say that's the 11 o'clock game? There's no other option. Now, we talked about – I was talking with somebody about this, about how CBS has the the five-game limit for showing teams. And the, the sticky wicket for CBS is, okay, what if Auburn loses this weekend? They lose to Ole Miss, right. okay? So uh, then they don't look so good. Uh, and A&M's got the week off. You know, they probably won't want to show Auburn at A&M. I mean, that's just not a real right. sexy matchup. Uh, they probably and Alabama LSU still has a lot of history and they, it's got some intrigue with Coach O's crap and everything like that. And it's Alabama who gets big ratings. Well, the problem is the weekend before Alabama Auburn, that slate is so magnificently horrible that Alabama Arkansas might have to be the game they show. It's not a bad game, but if CBS chooses that one, then they won't get the Iron Bowl. And I think that's where they're having a problem with if they choose Alabama LSU this week too. Hmm. Well, I, did that make sense? You know, you made you made the good point about how I, I, it just looks to me like the Auburn Ole Miss game is going to decide everything as far as TV. Uh, I, and I, I don't like you. I, I don't understand why Georgia Missouri is part of the equation because what, what Auburn does against Ole Miss, I don't, I don't see how it would matter as it relates to that game. It just seemed to me that Georgia Missouri should have been eleven and. But I think we might be looking at it the wrong way. Look, 11 o'clock and 6 o'clock are both ESPN games. CBS is 2.30. It could be that CBS is saying, CBS is saying, well, uh, we're going to go with either Alabama or Auburn Texas A&M, depending on how we feel after that Auburn Ole Miss game. So that's the decision they're making. ESPN is saying, we're not ready to decide which game we want to show at 11 and which game we want to show at 6. I'm yeah. assuming that's because ESPN may want to be looking at the Fox 11 o'clock game. You know, I mean, ESPN's got to look at the matchups in terms of, okay, what's what's going up against what? You know, if that ESPN might be saying, hey, look, if Fox has a big game going at 11 and it's really big, we might put Alabama LSU at 11 so we can rob, so we can, we can sort of knock out two birds with one stone here. I mean, people would rather watch Alabama oh. LSU than – than Fox's big game. So, so maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe it's just like CBS is like, well, clearly we're going with Alabama. We might choose Auburn, Texas A&M if Auburn looks really good and beating Ole Miss, and, and that looks like a really good matchup. We might do that, but we don't want to commit to that uh, yet when we're likely to go with Alabama. But this is what I think is going to happen, Luke, the way it's going to play out. First of all, I think – I'm not sure what's going to happen in Auburn Ole Miss. I don't know. I just know that uh, I, I think Alabama is going to end up being the 230 game. Auburn A&M at 6 and Georgia-Missouri at 11. That's how I think it's going to play out. But, again, let's, not, let's look at it a little differently. Again, it, it, it's not those three time slots fighting over the games. It's two entities about the game. CBS gets first pick. And then ESPN just decides, okay, what, what better suits us at, at these kickoff times, 11 or 6? Yeah. Okay. I just thought that was uh, interesting mm-hmm. in the sense that, um, that, you know, Alabama LSU at 11 o'clock, it, boy, it hadn't been an 11 o'clock game no. that I remember since, if memory serves, 
since the two thousand excuse me nineteen ninety nine game where Marvin Constant got hurt. Um, oh wow! Yeah. I think that wasn't that ninety nine that Marvin Constant got hurt. It was it and, was ninety nine um, that that was ninety nine and ninety eight or ninety nine, but I think it was ninety nine. The last play and uh, yeah, and 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 now that you say that, that was an early game. That wasn't still in the era. Of, well, it was the Jefferson Pilot game, probably. Back then yeah, it was the Jefferson, Jefferson Pilot, Pilot game. And, and probably was. And the reason I remember that is because I was in um, Austin, Texas, watching it in a sports bar, and we were eating lunch. And, and the game was going off, <laughs> you know, it was a late lunch, but I mean, still. So, all right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about prize picks. It's a leader in the sports daily fantasy game. Prize picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the power five, as well as the mid majors. You might not even heard of prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our users that deposit and use our promo code locked on will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You can pick two to five players and an over under on their projections. And then you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. That's it. Prize picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron points combined with under on Mahomes yards if you want to in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use their award-winning app or go to prizepix.com. All right, Jimmy, let's talk a little bit about Bama in the NFL this week. Um, some big games for some dudes. I mean, first of all, Mac Jones had a big game, um, and we'll talk about that in a second. And the pa- Patriots in general, 54-13. to 13. How many times in the NFL do you see a team score 50 in no overtime? Wow. But um, Damian Harris had 106 yards with two touchdowns on 14 carries. I mean, that's just sick. He's really playing well. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be the biggest game of his career, right? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm assuming. I, I don't recall him having. I don't think it's the most level. yards. I don't think it's the most mm-hmm. yards. But it's it's probably his best game overall with you know the two touchdowns too. Yeah, something like twenty five fantasy points. I mean that's a that's a big game. That's a big game. So good for him. Um, there were thirty nine former Alabama players who got on the field. By the way, that's pretty disgusting. 39. Christian Barmore started at left defensive end. He had a he had a huge game. I watched. He he had a big stop on a fourth down. Um, and let's see, Mac Jones was 24 of 36 for 307 with two touchdowns. I mean, that's a great day. Um, the Jets didn't have C.J. Mosley, by the way. He was hurt, and that was a big problem. Um, so the Falcons and Dolphins, that was a fun game that I watched. It was sort of back and forth. You know, Tua, he keeps catching hell from all these Dolphins fans. Not all of them, but but a lot of them. And I'm like, he played really, really well in this game he was 32 of 40 for 291 and four touchdowns yes he had two picks but on both of the picks I felt like his receiver uh, really didn't give him a chance to complete the pass I mean in the NFL the receivers got to put forth a boatload of effort to get through those physical defensive backs you know Uh, it just seems to me and again I don't watch two in the Dolphins every week I mean I keep up with what's going on week to week I don't watch it all every week but it feels to me like Tua is like the most unfairly judged quarterback ever. It, when I watch yeah. Tua, he seems to be playing pretty well to me, and the Dolphins have a shitty team, and Tua takes all the blame 
when it looks to me like he's one of the few positive assets they have. But, you know, I like Brian Flores on the surface. On the surface, I'm like, he seems to be a sharp guy. But I guess in retrospect, I still never understood when they gave Minka Fitzpatrick to the Steelers. I, I never understood that. So I just don't understand the Dolphins. And, and the two thing is just a continuation of all that. And, and, and this Deshaun Watson talk is infinitely stupid to the point, you know, almost hope, almost hope that two ends up somewhere else and is a star and Deshaun Watson's traded to Miami and then spends seven years in jail and they, they never even get to put him on the field while two is in the Pro Bowl for someone else. That, that's what I hope happens. I mean, and I know that's mean and and, and, petty. and anti and petty. It's petty. It's petty. But that's just how much it upsets me, you know. No, I mean, I'm cool with petty. I mean, I'm, I'm down with petty. I think petty's, petty's fine. No problem with petty for me. Um, and then Derrick Henry had – he did, didn't have his big, best game, uh, almost 100 yards, but he did throw a pass for a touchdown. That's pretty interesting. Um, and there the needs team, to be bigger – more MVP talk. There needs to be more MVP talk about Derrick Henry. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, he – and I think it's going to start getting there. You know, the issue is you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind again. Um, he's going to be up for it. Yet, but uh, a quarterback, that's also kind of a quarterback award. It's very difficult for a running back to win it. But he should be in it. And it's things like the Titans losing to the Jets that really hurt him, even though he had a good game. It's, it's the Titans okay. losing to the Jets that, that, will, that will be a problem. No doubt. That would, der- that would derail a lot of uh, MVP-type talk. Yeah. Jimmy, let me go ahead and uh, tell everybody about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go for these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. I love them. Here's me opening my drawer again. I've got the blueberry muffin right here, and I've loved it. It's awesome. I've got them in. I literally have them in my drawer. They're fantastic. Go try it out. Covered in chocolate. Good for a keto or a keto diet. You will love these things. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on to get that discount. Built Bar. You can find them also at Lifetime Fitness. That's what I found that was so cool. I mean, these things are pretty mainstream now. I've seen some big-time advertising, and we appreciate their being an advertiser for this program as well. Go to Built Bar. Tell them Luke and Jimmy sent you by putting in Locked On as a promo code or Locked On Bama in the How'd You Hear About Us button. We would appreciate that. Built.com. Go check them out. Then there's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the best place to go put a wager on the web. If you want to go that route, and I know you do, I know you're enjoying the NFL and college football and Major League Baseball and the World Series and all that stuff, you can bet on futures, you can bet on props, you can bet on regular games, you can bet on reality TV. Whatever you want to bet on with betonline.ag, you can make it happen. Go check them out. Use promo code Locked On. You will get a 100% welcome bonus. So if you put in 200 bucks, you'll get to play with 400 bucks. That's awesome. That's free money from Luke and Jimmy to you because we love you guys go to betonline.ag try them out you will not be sorry about this you will enjoy it it's easy to pay in easy even easier to get paid out that's crucial betonline.ag go check them out all right jimmy you know i could go on and on about um batman the nfl uh it wasn't as big of a week as the week before but instead i'm gonna go a different route here because mel kuiper came out with his big board Ooh, and I thought I this, this was 
Yeah, this is a lot of fun. He has as the 11th best draft eligible guy. He has a Jameson Williams. 11th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, first of all, I, I love Jamo. I'm so glad we have him. I'm glad he's getting that level level of attention. Um, my concern is, you know, uh, this stuff is largely built on highlights. I, I wonder when the NFL dissects his game and and watches, you know, every every block, every time he tries to block, every drop, every fumble. Uh, I, I, if Jameson Williams goes 11 overall, I would be shocked. Now, I hear you, um, and I don't think that's what he's saying. He probably won't go 11th overall. Um, I mean, it's more just like, okay, these are the best available players, not ranking them where sure. they'll go, because obviously a lot depends on need and whatever. Um, sure, sure. But I, I just find that interesting. I also find it kind of sad because uh, that probably means he's out of here after this year. Yeah. The, the we hardly knew ye. We get to tweet yeah. that, right? We hardly knew ye. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. Uh, he has hey, Evan Neal. How about, how about the fact, it's a good reminder of what, a, what an addition that was. And, and it would be fun if I, if, if I cared to, to go back and look at the tweets when JMO uh, uh, left Ohio State and, and committed to Alabama. And it was after spring break. He wasn't here for the spring. It was after the spring. And uh, our fans were in love with our freshmen, and in particular, like a Jai Hall. And <laughs> it'd be interesting to go back and read those tweets of, we don't need this guy. I mean, he, yeah. he's like their number three receiver. We don't even need this guy. And my very first reaction was, I'm not sure about this. But then, you know what? I'm a, we talked about it right here on the show. I, I went to YouTube. There's a highlight tape of every single one of Jamison's catches at Ohio State, and I was immediately like, "Oh, wait, we do want this guy. We we do want yeah, him." He's due. And yep, and boy, it has worked out. Um, and then he, listen, I'm, I'm just he had Brian. Where did he have Evan Neal? Seven. Evan Neal was Evan number. Neal? Well, he has the best offensive tackle, obviously, but I think he has a number five. Was it? Yeah, number five player. Um, Derek Stingley, Drake London from USC, Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, and Kayvon Thibodeau ahead of him. Um, again, that's just best available. There's no way that Drake London, a wide receiver from USC, is going to go ahead of Evan Neal. I mean, a, a left tackle who will be drafted very I don't highly. Think so, I, but I don't think so, but Drake London's definitely going to be the first receiver taken in the draft. I mean, I'll, I'll go yeah, ahead he's good. definite by that. Uh, the, he has Brian Robinson as the number seven running back. Um, for seven, boy, what a yeah, that's pretty awesome. Huh. Well, that is pretty awesome. And let me tell you off the top of my head, you know, running backs don't really go high in the draft. I'd say through the seventh running back, you're looking at round three, and uh, yeah. that'd be good for him. Day two pick would be fantastic for, for B Rob. Day two, fantastic you, for B Rob. What do you think Brian Robinson's longest run from scrimmage is this year? This year, yeah. 33 yards, 24. That's going to hurt him. And he's he's third in the SEC in rushing. Yeah, that's going to hurt he him. That's exactly have, what I thought. He will, he will have a critical 40 time. His 40 time will be critical. And he better run it, too. I mean, my advice – I mean, you know, who the hell am I? But my advice would be, don't you dodge it in Indianapolis. You will play right into the critics. You will play right into the critics. Show up and run what you run, but own it and go up there. And, hey, if you run in the four sevens – then, then say, hey, watch the tape. 
This is what I do against SEC defenses. You don't think I can play in the NFL? But I don't know what he's going to run. But he, he, he better run in Indianapolis. It'll, it'll be a – for a guy who's not going to be a day one kick, it'll be one of the bigger questions of the combine. Here's my advice to him. At Alabama's Pro Day, don't run right after or right before Jameson Williams. <laughs> because <laughs> people will be like um either i was my stopwatch was broken on jmo or it's broken on ron robinson it's one broken on one of them either it's going way too fast or way too slow um i would just recommend uh an overnight paint job and make that 40 yards more like 38 oh that's a pretty good idea or yeah. you could do uh what well, didn't <laughs> you could do make put on black cleats like penn state used to all right, everybody, we lost Jimmy, so we will cut it off right there, and I'll just tell everybody roll tide, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.